now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. <laughs> Corporate, <laughs> Corporate Cup is a fierce and fun competition between K-Man companies. Only one can rise to the top and win it all like Pro Yacht did last year. Mm-hmm. They kicked everybody's butt. So and they're, they're still talking smack right they now. They are talking so smack. You got to get your team signed up and try to Pro Yacht. That's the, that's the goal, right? We uh, put on K-Man's <laughs> premier team building event. We do all the work. Your company enjoys a day of fun. And we're also raising money for charity. So it's just a win all the way around. Uh, this year's charity is the Cayman Islands Little League, managed by the YMCA. And your team must have a minimum of eight people and three women, as we uh, as that's what's used for tug of war. Now I can tell you there's a couple of a couple of new challenges th- this year. Um, and one of them is laser tag. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Laser tag and archery. <laughs> so- archery is cool. Archery. Is it with like the ones that stick or an actual arrow? <laughs> you know, like the suction like, cups? It's not like Hunger Games. It, it's, okay. it's, it, so you're not going to play? They're foam tips. Oh, they're okay. They're foam tips. So get all the info on our website, dmsbroadcasting.ky. News. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Happy Monday, Sandy. How are you? Good morning, everyone. I'm good. Blake and Aaron, how are you? Yeah. How was the weekend? It was fantabulous. Awesome. Oh, good. Awesome. <laughs> I, I ran into Sandy yes. on Friday. Oh, did you? Actually, yeah. Yes. Yes. He was in my neck of the woods. Is that your neck of the woods? That's kind yeah. of our neck of the woods on Fridays. We um, uh, just a shout out because I we we like to do chicken chicken on Fridays because. That's the only night of the week they have barbecue chicken. They used to have it on Thursdays. I know they changed it up. And it's Friday and, now, and the okay. mac and cheese, mm, and the honey, for. and the honey rum beans. So yeah, yes, that's, kind of, our, that's kind of our. Which cheat one did night. you go to? The one over Savannah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like the Samboco out there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So is, is is that what you got, Sandy? Did you get the the mac and cheese? Yep, I got the mac yeah. and cheese and the uh, barbecue chicken. I was a little upset because the last two Fridays we went there. Mm-hmm. They were out of mac and cheese at like oh, five no. o'clock. We'll wow. make more mac and cheese. How can you be out of mac and cheese? This is like I've it's waited just all that week. Good, yeah. So they they made they promised me they would have it last Friday, and they did. So 
That's good. <laughs> so that that is a shout out for them. Sandy, yeah, sometimes it's hard to to gauge what uh, you know how much you need, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a relatively good weekend. A bit of sad news in the local community. We had a fatality and some other um, deaths in the community, but um, you know, sort of condolences are extended to all of those families. But on Saturday, I mostly had a chill day. Did a little bit of socializing with some friends in the afternoon, um, some pool time in Northside, and you know, just had a good time. Some good food and good company. And yeah, it was all good. Made a few of my signature dishes and they were like, hey, we didn't know you could cook. Oh, what's your like, signature dish? Oh, yes. What well, I have it? a few. So um, dessert uh, brownies with nuts. <laughs> and um, I also did. Um, I know you want to, Blake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to call this recipe. We decided on Saturday we're going to call it Gigi Dolce just because we can't think of any other name. But it's a variation on the custard top cornbread, but I don't really like the custard part of the custard top. Mm. Custard so, cornbread, what? If I was coming uh, coming over for dinner, yes. you're having me over, what would you make, like entree? What, what, what is your go-to? Um, well, I do my signature salad, which I made on Saturday as well. So that's like a tomato, cucumber salad um, okay. with a few bits and pieces of extra fun in it. Lettuce. And then maybe I would do Cornish hen. I love a Cornish okay. hen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I have a little bit of Cornish hen um, at that new Mr. Mrs. Piper's. Oh, I haven't gone yet. I heard yeah, that's... it was good. Harassa chicken. I heard that's good. Yeah, mm. so I'll, I'll whip you up some Cornish hen and a little bit of my mac and cheese. Oh. And you, you'll never go back to um, some, chicken, chicken? Uh, chicken chicken again if you had my mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Awesome. Um, let's talk about the 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 accident, though. I think it was Friday. That's that was yeah, sad. What, what was the story behind that? Um, well, you know, we don't have a whole lot of details. Um, we do know that young man was obviously on a motorbike, mm -hmm. and the man who was driving the van was an older gentleman. I think like in his seventies, actually. So we don't quite know what happened, except the two of them obviously um, collided. It was raining, so perhaps mm. that was a factor in what went down. But um, really nice kid by all he accounts. Customs, customs officer? Yes, he worked for Customs. Um, and um, so sure. Customs did a thing on Saturday because I think a lot of their staff were just really, really upset. Yeah. So they closed um, the warehouse, I think, where he worked out of on Saturday just mm. to give them a bit of a break. But, yeah, you know, our condolences goes out to his family. Um, 33 years old. Yeah, very wow. young. Too young. What's the deal with the the uh, shooting incident? Oh, wow. Now, this is a little bit crazy because this guy, they keep going after him. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but this is not the first time that he's been shot at. Um, he seems to have nine lives, though. But, yeah, I remember there was a shooting incident at, um, I think it was Everglobe Bar a couple months ago, where someone was shot at but actually managed to survive. And I think it might have, like, hit him in the leg or glazed him or something. So, yeah, mm -hmm. same thing. Uh, you know, a bunch of guys sitting on a porch and um, whoever is meaning to get him keeps trying. So they shot up the house at uh, around three o'clock in the morning Jeez. and they like a yep. proper drive by. What? What's the, is he, has he made somebody upset? <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems so. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Uh -huh. I think I would so, move. Um, we started hearing rumblings about it before nine o'clock in the morning, but we kind of waited 
to see if we could get anything official. And we did contact RCAPS. And then normally they know that when I contact them, that means that I already know what's going on, like 90%. <laughs> I'm just trying to fill in the details. So yeah. I've kind of put them on notice that anytime I email you about an incident, know that I know the model version of it. I'm just trying to get your official version to fill in the details. Yeah. yeah, um, you just, so- yeah. I know things, but... <laughs> I don't want to put out the wrong thing, basically. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. the understanding I hope that we have these days. But um, sometimes I know more than they want me to know is a problem. And I don't necessarily know that they don't want me to know that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I never want to um, impede their investigations in any way. But um, it's kind but of one of those things. You're a journalist. so Yeah, and, and the thing is, if they don't say to me, um, this bit of information is considered highly sensitive, do us a favor and don't publish it then I'm not going to know that. I'm not psychic. Exactly. So, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, he was under some form of police protection before, but obviously hmm. that has fallen away. Huh. So, wow. Yeah. All right. So, um, by the way, uh, one of your viewers, uh, Larry is uh, making uh, song requests for us. He wants us to play uh, gangster's paradise. Coolio. Oh, <laughs> Larry, we'll Larry that, from New York. We'll get Good that way. on for you, buddy. Yeah, awesome, Larry. Sounds good. Sandy, anything else? Yeah, our our viewers love hearing you guys in the morning. It's such a (laughs) fun collab. Yeah. Um, Anything else before we let you go? Um, No, we're going to talk about a couple other things. Um, You know, there was a lot of accidents actually this weekend. We're going to talk about TCI. Um, They're just been they've been boasting all over the place about their real estate numbers, about their tourism numbers. So we're going to kind of break that down a little bit. um, um, We went to, I wanted to mention it to you. We went to Rum Point yesterday because it was one of the final weekends. Next weekend is the final weekend before they close down. So yeah. uh, it's a big crowd up there and uh, it's just just a great yeah. location to take yeah. the family, have some, uh, you know, have some some good food and, and beverages up there. Home of the mudslide. You know, it's kind of sad know. to see them uh, closing down. Yeah, hopefully it's not so, permanent, but, you know, there's a lot of companies that cannot survive um, the continued state of things, unfortunately. Any uh, update? Any press conferences uh, this week? Do we know of? Um, not that we know of yet. Things seem to be settling down a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, there was the regulations that obviously went out, and I think that um, you know we'll see how the, how all of that goes and how long it will be in place for. All right, we'll catch Sandy on this Monday on Facebook and YouTube, and we'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. Have a good one. You too, Aaron. What do you got? Thank you. Thank you to uh, Blake and Aaron. I was running a little bit late this morning. I mean, I get up on time, but you know, when you've got a toddler at home, things don't always go um, as planned. So uh, sometimes she just insists on um, having a moment in the morning, like, Gianna, put on your clothes, do this. And it's like, no, she doesn't want to wear what I had in mind for her. She wants to wear shorts. She's going through a phase right now. I'm sure all of your kids did this where there's only certain things they want to wear. This is where having boys is like a lot easier because guess what? You're only wearing pants, right? You're not going to give your son, most of you an option to put on a dress. Um, So, you know, she, she goes through these uh, moments. There was a time when she refused to wear shorts. She would not wear any shorts at all. And we had all these shorts that were like, she's pretty petite. So, you know, she was still wearing She's like three, four years old, and she could still wear 24 months, and they were still falling off. Um, But now she's going through a I only want to wear shorts phase, 
And I'm saying to her, you can't wear shorts every single day to school. I cannot wait until we get to the grade where, or school, <clears throat> where uniforms are the order of the day. Because I don't even want to think about what she has to wear in the morning. So, you know, she had a little moment this morning. Uh, last night, we decided she was going to wear a dress. And I was like, oh, good. She's already decided in advance what she wants to wear. And then this morning, she changed her mind, and it was all downhill from there. And then you got to pick up the shoes. And listen, I'm a 1,000% for school uniforms, folks. I say get the school uniforms. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to Irvelyn, Miss Morna, Daisy's here, Joy. Two Joys, Joy Ebanks and Joy Bastello. She says good morning, Sandy and CMR fans. Miss Jean is here. Big up to Mark. Larry is here with us. Uh, Junior, uh, Elizabeth, good morning. Sherry, Kevin, how are you? Who else we got? Miss Wee Wee, Rosemary, Keisha, Miss Beulah, Omeria says good morning, K-Man. It's another beautiful day. And of course, Scott has got it locked. And I'm seeing a total of 234 people between YouTube and Facebook this morning. Good morning, Richie Rich, Catherine, logging in. Come on, folks, say your good morning greetings. We've not seen each other in a few mornings, so why not? So we got a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, but before we get there, uh, let's uh, play our video of the day, which, by the way, before I even get there, um, you know, during COVID, I was doing the daily OOM. Do you guys remember these? Uh, where they were like a positive message for the day. So it's not a religious message. It is just a message about positivity and it encourages um, deeper thinking and awareness of who we are as um, spiritual beings in this world, right? Or, you know, even if you don't think you're a spiritual being, you are on, a, on some sort of a path in life. And um, I haven't done one of those in a minute, a couple of days ago, I was saying to, I can't remember who I was saying it to, but I was like, you know what? I've not done a daily OM in a minute. And I really enjoyed these. I felt like they allowed us to connect at um, a deeper level. And so I am going to um, do them again for you. So just hold on a second here. Uh, this one this morning is called uh, Big Steps on Life's Path. Very, very interesting. Let me make sure this is the morning, the one for this morning, because I change them every single day. Um, no, it's changed already. So that was yesterday's. This one says timing can be everything. Mm. Now, this is super interesting. So that's, um, I'll go back and read the one from yesterday at some point, because they're, they're all so good. So this one says timing can be everything. Do we not know that? Trust me. Uh, every person fulfills their purpose when the time is right. Well, I hope so. Here we go. Since human timelines uh, quite often do not correspond with universal timelines, it's common for people to feel that life is progressing too slowly or too quickly. We draft carefully composed plans only to find that they fall into place when we least expect. Or conversely, we are thrust into roles we believe we're not prepared for and wonder how we will survive the demands imposed upon us by unfamiliar circumstances. When delays in our progress kindle pangs of disappointment within us, or the pace of life seems overwhelming, peace can be found in the simple fact that we are exactly where we need to be at this moment. Uh -huh. 
I always say this, you're exactly where you need to be. Uh, every person fulfills their purpose when the time is right. If you have fast track to success, you may become deeply frustrated. If you discover you can no longer satisfy your desires as quickly as you might like. Yet the delays that disappoint you may be laying the foundation for future accomplishments that you have not yet achieved. Or the universe may have plans for you that differ from the worldly aspirations you pursued up until this point. When you deem a postponement of progress, sorry, what you deem a postponement of progress may actually represent an auspicious opportunity to prepare for what is yet to come. If, however, you feel as though the universe is pushing you forward at too fast a clip, you may be unwittingly resisting your destiny. Mm. Your unease regarding the speed of your progress could be a sign that you need to cultivate awareness within yourself and learn to move with the flow of fate rather than against it. The universe puts nothing in your path that you are incapable of handling. So you must rest assured that you are ready to grow into your new situation. You may feel compelled to judge your personal success using your age, your professional position, your level of education, or the accomplishments of your peers as a yardstick. Yet we all enjoy the major milestones in our lives at the appropriate time. Some realize their dreams as youngsters, while others flourish only in old age. If you take pride in your many accomplishments and make the most of every circumstance in which you find yourself, your time will come. Wow, I love that. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning to Miss Anne. Christopher is here. Aliano is here. Rita, thank you. Diamond Princess Sanf Sapphire. And Brandon, isn't that something? Your time will come. I love that one. Wow, pretty deep. Sometimes I have to reread them because they really, really go deep. And don't you find that even as a country, as I was reading that, I was thinking about us as a nation, as a country, um, in the current situation that we're in. You know, some people are ready to fling open the borders. Other people are like, no, 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 no. This is too fast. We're not ready. And I hope that when you think about the fact that you're right where you're supposed to be, um, at this moment, then you just, it, that, uh, let me tell you, many, many years ago, um, I had someone tell me that. And in the moment, I didn't quite fully appreciate what was being said to me, but I did take it in. And, and I remember it. And it's one of those things that in life, when something is kind of going a little bit haywire for me, I always say, just take a breath, um, slow it down a little bit because you're right where you're supposed to be. Your head, getting in your own head space sometimes is one of the most challenging things in life. You just have a way of um, just overthinking everything. And the times you just have to say, you know what? I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And when you truly believe that you're right where you're supposed to be, you can appreciate the moment more, right? Because there's something that you need to experience why you're right where you're supposed to be. There's a life lesson for you or just a friendship, a good meal, whatever it is 
just really uh, take the time to enjoy it. So good morning, Miss Rosemary. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Good morning, Miss Vernita. A few of you asked me why, where you can get those from. So it's called Daily Om. That's dailyom.com. I'll send you the link for today's one here in the session. But um, yeah, they have every single day they do these inspirations that are just absolutely amazing. Very, very deep. So yesterday's was called Big Steps on Life's Path. Um, and yeah, they're, they really make you think and pause and there's absolutely, um, nothing wrong with that. So I'll try to remember to, um, to do those, uh, daily if we can here in the show, because I think it puts us on the right footing. Uh, Ra says a CRM, CMR, a paid fact checker, like they say on this video, a paid fact checker. No. We don't get paid to fact check, but we fact check because we believe in giving people um, correct information. So people pay you to fact check. Wow, that would be an awesome job. <laughs> Sign me up because I love fact checking anyway. Uh, so Ms. Sue shares about Rum Point closing. Good morning, Ms. Juanita. All right, folks. So listen, speaking of fact checking, I'm all about um, trying to give the people correct information. I think that correct information is so important in our lives. And there is a lot of misinformation out there. I got to tell you something. Um, I saw um, James Whitaker posted something on his Facebook page. It was a story about how, let me just see if I can find it. because I don't want to misquote um, what he said, actually. But uh, James, uh, big shout out to James. He posted about how people often don't think logically. I want to get this right because it was a very interesting, um, a very, very interesting perspective. So the title of this article says, Conspiracy theorists, Theories Lack Critical Thinking Skills, says a new study. And there's a quote from it that says, this doesn't mean that conspiracy theories are necessarily lacking intelligence but rather they lack the skills to objectively analyze and evaluate a situation. Hmm. So that got me to thinking. Um, and it goes on to say that the more people believe in conspiracy theories, the worse they perform and critical thinking tests A new study has confirmed. And again, it doesn't mean that they're lacking in intelligence because intelligence and critical thinking are two very different skill sets but rather they lack the skills to objectively analyze and evaluate a situation. The good news is that people can be taught these skills and to an extent can be brought in from the dark side, but of course it's complicated. Um, so of course, you know, conspiracy theories uh, believe that they're out to get us sort of mentality, but this is a very um, interesting article. I'll share it in case you guys want to have a look at it. And it got me to thinking about the fact that when I was in university, this is moons ago at USF, that I actually did a course in critical thinking. Believe it or not, there is such a thing. I tell you not a word of lie. It is on my transcripts from USF. I did critical thinking. Now, I can't remember what grade I got. I feel like I didn't get an A, but maybe I got a B or something. Uh, but anyway... Yes, I um, I did a course in critical thinking. And it's really, really, it was an interesting course that really 
forced my brain to like open up a lot in terms of how we come up with these um, fallacies and things that we believe in life that really have no basis in truth. And if we were able to critically think about it and to pick it apart, you know, and there, there's certain universal truths, like they're, they're, they're ideas that can be mutually exclusive, you know, they're not dependent on each other. And so um, it really pushed me as a young person in university to contemplate and consider how I looked at everything in life. That's what critical thinking is really all about. And, you know, so many th things that we believe and that we accept as truths, um, it is really because of our experiences and how we've been raised. But if we pick it apart, then we would see um, that, you know, we're probably not the best at critical thinking. I think a course in critical thinking should be mandatory. It's like in university, you know how you have to do a math course, you have to do a foreign language, um, English 101. There's certain basic courses that you have to take as a foundation to then move on to do whatever your, your specialty area is going to be. I think every single person, even before you get to university, honey, make it a house high school class. Every person should be um, given the opportunity, not given, forced to take a critical thinking class because it will really, um, I think, change your life in so many incredible ways. So uh, speaking of misinformation, let's have a look. Um, you know, um, here at this bit of misinformation that has been in circulation. It isn't that straightforward um, to define misinformation. Misinformation is incorrect information that is available to you in one way or another, right? Um, but it can be much more complex. Sometimes misinformation, somebody just makes a mistake and gives an incorrect bit of information, and you may or may not uh, add that into your knowledge base. Um, anybody who has um, a record of the meeting that um, the um, FDA had in fact Friday 17, mm -hmm. they made it clear that the PCR is very reliable and that they're going to withdraw it. In December, I heard. In December. Right. So why would, um, especially private companies, why would they Why would they go this way? Thank God they have a blood test now. Do they really? Yeah. They have Wait a, a minute. So why that have been made widely publicized? Yeah, they have a blood test available now oh that goodness. is a bit more accurate than the PCR. The PCR technology, what they do, you know. I heard you can't isolate COVID-19. It finds all viruses. As part of its effort to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic, FDA plays an important role in helping to support the development of accurate and reliable tests in the U.S. There are two main categories of tests in the fight against COVID-19, diagnostic tests and antibody tests. Diagnostic tests can tell you if you currently have an infection. The FDA has authorized many diagnostic tests for COVID-19, including molecular tests. Molecular tests work by looking for the virus's genetic material in a sample from you. The sample is then usually analyzed in a lab. For some tests, the sample can be analyzed at the point of care, such as at a doctor's office. FDA-authorized molecular tests are very accurate, and results are returned anywhere from minutes to several days, depending on the tests. 
Antigen tests are another type of diagnostic test that see if there are viral proteins in a sample taken from inside your nose with a swab. These tests are often simpler and may provide results quicker than many molecular tests, sometimes within minutes in a doctor's office. Although antigen tests can be less accurate and may need confirmation with an additional diagnostic test, they can be made more widely available because they're easy and simple. The other category of test is an antibody test, sometimes called a serology test. Antibodies are produced by your body when you're infected by a virus, and they help your immune system fight off the infection. An antibody test detects antibodies to the virus using a blood sample. If an antibody test finds antibodies in the blood, it likely means the person has been previously infected with the virus. Antibody tests do not show if you have a current infection, and they should not be used to diagnose a current infection from COVID-19. The results from antibody tests can help us better understand questions about exposure to COVID-19 by helping identify who has been infected and has developed antibodies, if antibodies may provide protection from future infection, who may still be at risk, or who may be eligible to donate a part of their blood called convalescent plasma, which may serve as a possible treatment for those who are seriously ill from COVID-19. If you have questions about COVID-19 diagnostic or antibody tests, talk to your doctor. Testing is crucial to guiding our next steps in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on FDA's efforts to ensure Americans have access to high-quality tests, please visit FDA.gov. All right, folks, so um, thank you for that bit of information there. Um, yes, Tracy says, listen to that quotation. I take out my part, my time will come, and while waiting in prayer and faith, uh, with action, my mind can hold it. So, um, yeah, you've got to, um, you know, you know, in the Caribbean, we have a lot of sayings that would uh, fit quite nicely with that daily own, like nothing before it's time sort of thing. Now, I find that some people will use those things, though, as an excuse to not do anything in life. Like they're just waiting for, um, you know, a miracle to happen. And this isn't that type of situation by any means. You have to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. So you can't just sit down and wait for something to drop in your lap, you are charged with setting your path um, to a large extent in life. And that means action is required, not just positive thinking or, you know, that starts in that direction. But there is so much more that is required than that. Um, so thank you guys so much. So we see that Ra Ahik is here to harass us today says, what scientific degree does, you can't even get the name right. It's not CRM, it's CMR. So we're going to do you a favor, my darling, and we're going to go ahead and block you. Uh, let's make your life as easy as possible. There you go. So now you can go and fact check somebody else and relax yourself. Um, no one has ever claimed to have a scientific degree here, but you know what? We rely on the scientists. So I don't know who you are with your fake social media account. I just had a quick look. Um, but you know, what I, what I'm pretty sure of is that you don't have a scientific degree yourself. Isn't that amazing? When you want to call people out for their degrees and their qualifications, make sure you check your own first, but you know, 
I don't have to be an expert or a doctor. There are tons of people out there who are. And by the way, not every single person just because they have a degree makes them an expert on COVID-19. So I see a lot of physicians, a lot of nurses who have absolutely lost the plot. And they themselves, despite being very, very intelligent, are um, conspiracy theories and they want to believe certain things. And it doesn't mean that they are just because you have a doctor's degree or you might be able to perform surgery well or do X, Y, Z, that um, you're an expert. It doesn't mean that you can't at the same time be conspiracy theories because yes, physicians can be. Um, physicians can be highly illogical people despite having science available to them. Uh, Nona says, I truly believe this. Those who are not critical thinkers can be easily brainwashed. Hmm. It's a thing. Believe me when I tell you. Um, and no person who is not a critical thinker will ever say, I'm not a critical thinker. We all think that we are. And most people don't even understand what the term critical thinker means. Um, so here's what this article continues to say. Conspiracy theories are nothing new, uh, but they have greater reach and intensity with the advent of social media. And it's not true. Just like that guy who was just on here, he creates a fake account and starts posting all sorts of stuff. Here's a comment. Government paid because that production ain't free. You're so incredibly um, misinformed. Because, you know, that little video, um, I'm sure Kevin doesn't mind me saying that he actually did that video. Um, it's probably nothing that requires a videography degree, just in case you're wondering. But, um, you know, Kevin felt like he wanted to put something together that spoke to truth and really called out some of the misinformation in particular that is in circulation locally. And trust me, there's a lot of it out there. It is unfortunate because I think to some extent that there are other people getting on platforms, putting information out there that I don't even think that they believe themselves. And I'm not quite sure how that works. I'm not sure how you can get up and talk to people about all this misinformation regarding COVID. I guess because somebody's footing the bill. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily make that assumption just like that nut hair was making the assumption that you know, we're putting out correct information and therefore someone has to be paying us to do that. No, I'm doing that because it's the right thing to do, you know, but I see other people doing the opposite. They're putting out misinformation and I'm like, it can't be that this person actually believes this, can they? But then when I continue to read this article that says, listen, don't confuse the two things, being a conspiracy theorist and being intelligent are not connected in any way. And that forces me to think logically um, about the situation. And I absolutely agree. So um, an associate professor of psychology at the Paris Nantere, and I'm, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that word, university and co-author of this study says, conspiracy theories uh, refer to attempts to explain the ultimate cause of an important event, whether it's social, political, or climatic, by accusing a hidden coalition of perceived malicious and powerful people or organizations of having secretly planned and implemented these events. Isn't that amazing? <clears throat> For example, there's a persistent conspiracy theory that shady figures in the U.S. government were complicit in events of 
where airliners were flown into the World Trade Center towers. You guys remember that? They just celebrated an anniversary recently. Um, the Pentagon and the field in Pennsylvania and the attacks weren't simply the work of Islamic terrorists. The Q, 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 conspiracy theory of a global satanic network of pedophiles run by political elites is so widespread and powerful that it led to the election of a true believer. Republican uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene to Congress. Imagine that. Then, of course, uh, there's the idea that the COVID-19 pandemic was created on purpose by China's scientists, Chinese scientists, <clears throat> not to be confused with the theory that the coronavirus accidentally escaped a lab in Wuhan. And it goes on to say that um, the French researcher ran into two studies where they assessed critical thinking skills of undergraduate students using a French version of a teaching and testing tool. Then they scored the students' tendencies toward conspiracy beliefs and their personal assessment of their critical thinking skills. Critical thinking is the objective analysis and evaluation of a situation and requires a number of cognitive skills. That this include, these include the ability to think systematically, see other perspectives, and change your mind when new evidence arises. Identify relevant versus irrelevant information, identify and discard logical fallacies, and be aware of biases and avoid them and look beyond the obvious. None of this is particularly easy. What the researchers found was a strong association between lower critical thinking skills and an increased tendency towards believing in conspiracy theories. And this isn't a new idea. It's persuasively builds on previous research. And so it talks about a series of studies that concluded that teaching analytical thinking can reduce or protect against the adoption of conspiracy theories. So um, a 2017 study found that analytical thinking can be taught successfully to 10 and 12 year old children. Wow. Now listen to this bit. Ego and personality tend to resist a change in thinking. Mm. Wow. Um, a series of experiments in 2016 established a robust association. So again, not direct cause and effect sort of thing, but a robust association between a need for uniqueness. In other words, a person's need to feel special, a conspiracy mentality, and the endorsement of specific conspiracy beliefs. Now, let me address just that little paragraph, right, um, if I may. A robust association between the need for uniqueness, in other words, a person's need to feel special, a conspiracy mentality, and the endorsement of specific conspiracy beliefs. In other words, the desire to be seen as unique and special serves at a, as a motivation for conspiracy theorizing. If I had a mic right now, which I do, but I can't drop this one, <laughs> I would be, that would be like double mic drop because I have said this before not quite so eloquently, but I have said that some of the people out there who are propagating a um, COVID conspiracy and their conspiracy theories are people who seek attention. Katina Anglin seeks attention, right? 
Um, she wants to feel important in this community. And I think for someone like her, and I'm, I'm going to have a real moment because you guys know, I don't know how to bring it to you any other way, but to keep it extremely real. So she is someone who unfortunately um, has lived a life on the other side. In other words, you know, addiction, um, all these issues. You've got a son in jail. People are judging you by the fact that you couldn't, you only had one child. And they were like, that was your one job. And you did not raise this child um, to be a productive person in the community. So now he's going to spend the majority of his life in Northwood prison as someone who has um, allegedly been involved and in, not allegedly, he's been convicted for murder of, of uh, you know, in addition to other things. And so when you take someone like that, someone who wants to belong um, in the greater sense, right? I have always felt like that that's what this is all about. This is about attention for herself and not just COVID-19, her anti-gay bashing mentality, you know, oh, I'm going to sue the governor. Oh, wow. Because you want to feel important, right? You know, you sue the governor. This isn't even your issue. In well, she claims that she's a Christian. She has certain beliefs, but you know, this isn't even your issue, but yet um, you're going to be the one to sue the governor. You're going to be the one to lead the charge, you know, because again, in your head, there is some sort of connection or relevance to how you see yourself, your self-worth and these supposed causes that you wish to, um, to take on and want to be a part of. Um, I'm standing up for the rights of the people in this country, she says. I'm going to stand up for your right not to get vaccinated. Um, for your right to to get the Chinese vaccine, all these other, you know, really, really crazy things. And so it makes you um, really wonder what on earth is going on here. So that, when I read that section of um, this piece, to me, that made complete sense. I'm like, oh God, I've been saying it, like I said, just not quite as eloquently as that. So um, it goes on to say this calls into question the nature of crazy belief. It may be a case that some people, ego trumps everything else. And believe me, when I sit down and I listen to Mario, for example, I can see where ego is trumping everything else. It's trumping common sense. It is trumping good scientific research. It's trumping all of that stuff. Um, oh, God, here comes another fake account again. Where are you guys coming out from this morning? I'm curious. Um, let me show you what let me show you what their accounts look like in case you don't believe that they're entirely fake. Look at this. Here we go. Look at this fake account. Um, when was it created? Just September? Wow, that's it. Uh-huh. And they're following us and they're following word of mouth. So, you know, th this is a person who is here with a particular narrative. Um, I'm sure they're friends of word of mouth. Honey, um, you and your fake name, do us a favor. Just unfollow us. Uh, we don't we don't need you to follow us because, yes, according to you, we're all about fake news. So why are you following us? Um, let's let's block you as well. There we go. Let's make you happy. How do you feel? There you go. There. There you go. There. Stop the nonsense now. Mm -hmm. Oh, lots of blasphemy in this media source. Well, you know, the beauty of it is you and your fake page 
don't have to listen to it. I'm amazed. I mean, one thing I will say for Katina and Mario and people like that is at least they have the audacity to put their face to it, which I think is fantastic. You know, I was speaking um, to Luis this weekend over at Media Warehouse. He's the one who does the production and promotion of Mario's show, Word of Mouth. And um, I, amongst other things, I said to him, you know, your brand is now tied into this Word of Mouth show because that's the only thing you're doing <laughs> at the moment. So your brand is tied into this, whether you want to accept or believe that or not. So people will think that every single every single thing that Mario says on word of mouth, despite the disclaimer that um, Media Warehouse has recently put out, which to be fair to them, I do not listen to that show, but somebody else, um, let me just pull it up here, sent it to me over the weekend. And they said, who is behind Media Warehouse? Does Mario own Media Warehouse? I laughed and I said, no, um, because again, people are now believing that it's that is his company. And so the people who do own Media Warehouse, whoever you are, um, I know Luis is obviously the front face of it. Um, whoever those individuals are, your brand is being, uh, you know, intrinsically and irrevocably probably linked to, to Mario and the brand, the word of mouth, because that's you guys that are producing that. So they have put in this um, disclaimer, which they think will be helpful to them when people decide to mount litigation, which is probably only a matter of time because already I have had people contacting me saying, hmm, make him keep it up. So it says the articulations and or expressions of the hosts, guests, or participants of word of mouth are solely attributed, attributed to them and in no way reflects that of Media Warehouse. So they think that um, that disclaimer Mm -hmm. will do the trick. But those of you who know a thing or two um, about litigation and disclaimers will obviously know that that isn't enough, especially if you are the very reason why the content is out there and you're the very reason why it's being pushed on um, social media as well as through the WhatsApp channels and so on. So you can't then take no responsibility um, for the message when in fact you are the entire um, source behind getting the message out there to begin with. So it's, it's very, very um, interesting. But again, I go back to this article um, and it says that it's worth considering this when puzzling the apparently self-destructive behavior of conspiracy celebrities, for example. Um, and this concept of self-destructive behavior is one that we've seen even locally with people who uh, really buy into these things. They eventually uh, tend to self-destruct. So they talk about celebrity chef and conspiracy theories, Pete Evans, who was fired from Channel 10. On the day that he was to start filming, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. He lost his cookbook publisher, millions of dollars in endorsements and future TV appearances for posting a neo-Nazi symbol on his Instagram page. His Facebook and Instagram accounts have since been shut down because of sharing misinformation about the coronavirus. He's also been fined $80,000 by the TGA for allegedly, allegedly uh, spruiking dodgy wellness products. And his, and his reach has dwindled along with his income. Evan has remained unrepentant. And you might wonder, what was he thinking? Well, of course, again... 
um, you know, logical thinking just isn't in the equation. So um, some very, very interesting points. And I think that a lot of, um, you know, people remain very defiant in the face of all of those things. And then they will say to us that, you see, this tests my resolve. I, I continue to forge ahead despite all of these obstacles and they don't recognize that they are in fact the source of their own obstacles. You know, sometimes we get, we're our own worst enemy and we get in our own way. And that is why at the age of 70 something, a lot of you are sitting back with a lot of regrets in your life. And then you're trying to attack, you know, younger people who are, um, you know, up and coming or doing something that you see as somehow taking away your, your moment in the spotlight. It's just absolutely amazing to me how egos drive a lot of what I see happening around me. And you may not always know it and you may not always recognize it, but a lot of times that's what it's all about. Somebody wants that moment of recognition, that moment of fame in Cayman, I guess. Um, I have to tell you, you know, someone who sits there every single day and does this show, I would much rather, in a lot of instances, I mean, I'm trying to give people a voice, I'm airing community issues and so forth. But if you really know me, I'm actually not a person that seeks attention. Like when I'm, when I'm off the air, you know, I am actually very low key. I keep a very tight circle of friends and that's it. I'm not out there partying and going out every weekend, looking to hang out with people to stroke my ego because I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I really just want to stay home. I'm such a homebody sometimes that people, uh, my friends have to force me to even want to go out because I enjoy my own company. I love my own company. I don't need the company of other people um, to a large extent. I, you know, enjoy a few people in my life. And for me, that's good enough. You know, um, and even sometimes when people see me in the grocery store, like, oh my God, can I take a picture? Like, I don't think they recognize, I wouldn't say that I'm shy. I wouldn't say that I'm an introvert. Um, but I think I have introvert tendencies sometimes. Like, I'm not really, I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I'll do it and put on a good face. But, you know, would I rather just be home sitting down, probably eating ice cream and chilling out in front of the TV or doing work on the computer? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, thank you, Junior. Says if you're going to build a fake account, do it properly. Oh, they don't even have time for that, my dear. It's so funny. Louis says the weather is nice and cool in Detroit. 66 degrees Fahrenheit. High of 81. Partly sunny. Sounds like perfect weather to me. Alba, good morning. Buenos dias. Como estas? Yo estoy muy bien. Gracias. Um, Tamara's, good morning. Miss Sue, Karen. Uh, so over the weekend, again, our condolences goes out to I think his name is properly pronounced. I was saying Jesus, but I don't, that's not his name. It's Justice. Justice Ebanks. Um, this young man lost his life in unfortunate circumstances over the weekend. And I must tell you that um, a lot of people were just in a state of shock. There, is, there he is, 33 years old. Uh, he loved football. Um, someone said he was very, very athletic, but we know that he played a lot of football. The Cayman Islands Football Association also extend um, their condolences to his family. Uh, this young man 
you know, seems to have been a really, really fine young man. A lot of people um, just uh, have everything positive to say about him. Um, yeah, really a special young man that um, will surely be missed by so many individuals. <sighs> Very sad. Can I tell you guys um, that, you know, I want to express my condolences to Miss Jackie um, and the rest of her family. Everyone said he was humble. Um, he was just, you know, our condolences. Very, very sad indeed. Everyone will miss him. His family has said he was like the baby of the family. Um, I understand that he has two young children, a six-month-old, and then another child that I understand might be in Canada. His co-workers were also um, very upset after they heard the news. I know a lot of them immediately headed to the hospital uh, late on Friday. So within a space of 24 hours on Friday, we'd lost two young people, um, the young mother who had just given birth to her fifth child, and then uh, Jessus, um, almost 24 hours later. And it's the community has been hit really hard. I saw some people posting on social media that um, they were cousins to both of these um, young people. So um, Nona says that's why I refer to them as Cayman's famous anti-vaxxers. They, they crave fame and attention. Good morning, Cousin Eddie. How are you? Um, can I tell you guys, look at how quickly um, what we did had an impact. Look at this. That fake account is now gone. Check that out. Literally, the second we blocked this person, I was trying to actually report the fake, fake account because Facebook needs to do a better job. And it said something about syntax error, whatever. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then I refresh it and look, it's gone, completely gone. You see, folks, um, these people are trying to be relevant. They create these fake accounts to try to come on platforms um, like CMR to somehow have a voice. Well, whoever you are, whoever you really are, um, use your real voice. You know, be judged. I, I'm going to give... Mario credit for this, and I'm going to give Katina credit and everybody else that's on the anti-vaxxer um, bandwagon. At least now we can look at you all and say, wow, this is how they really feel. And again, I don't know that Mar Mario is kind of like, he's the consummate. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude to him. And, and this probably isn't the right word, but it's the only thing I can think of. Maybe you guys can help me think of an, a better word for this. Um, he is a consummate um, hooker. That's that's not the word I'm looking for, but I can't I can't actually in my brain right now find a more intelligent word. He is someone who will sell themselves um, for a price. What else would you call that person? Um, hmm. Help me find the 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 politically correct word because I, I you know. <laughs> I'm using a street word here that you're a hooker, honey. Uh, but that's not really the word. My brain just is having a moment where I can't even come up with what he is because that's, that's as low as it goes, right? But we'll do anything for, for a dollar. So any narrative works for him as long as somebody's paying the bills. 
Um, and so at least a lap dog, somebody says. A hooker kind of goes more with the, <laughs> the feeling that I'm trying to go for. But all right. Yes. Okay. Let's be nice about it. He'll be anybody's lap dog if the price is right. And so I don't know that I believe everything that comes out of his mouth that he believes. I honestly don't think he does. Or he's just not committed to anything really um, unless it's something of convenience in the moment. So if it's convenient for him to attack certain people, he will attack certain people. Now, um, there was a video circulating recently where he was attacking a businessman in the community. Now, I listened to the first couple seconds of it and then I stopped. Because, again, not trying to insult the man, but sometimes the truth can be insulting. And the truth is, he, he has this narrative that the millionaires and the billionaires of Cayman um, have a beef with him. Let me give you a reality check. Those people don't care anything about you. You're not even on their radar. But if you continue to spew, um, someone says an opportunist. Yes, perhaps that's a better way of saying it, right? Um, if, if someone... If those individuals decide to put you in their radar, it's going to mean that a lawsuit is coming your way and they have enough money to certainly sue you into the ground for the things that you have said about them. But most people do not want to give him any credibility by even um, entertaining what he says. Yes. And someone said lions do not care about the opinions of sheep. And that is true until you go a little bit too far. And then at some point, a lion is going to step up to the plate and say, okay, I need to make an example of you. So um, trying to be relevant, trying to name drop all these people. Like when you see him talking about somebody like a Wayne Panton, uh, which that's politics, right? So I don't even want to go in that direction, but he's talking about business people. If he could even step in their foot in terms of some of the business accomplishments, it would be amazing. But he's unable to do that. So what he tries to do is attack them with no real foundation or basis on which to do so. Again, critically think about it. It's I'm not saying that these people are perfect and they're not without fault and those kind of stuff, but honestly, the people so far that I've seen him trying to attack has made me kind of scratch my head and go, hold on a minute, what is, what is this really all about, right? Attention-seeking whore, you know? Um, you got to put on the red high heels and the reddest lipstick that you could find and the shortest little skirt while you're strutting your stuff on the, on the street, because you really want people to pay attention to you doing things that call a lot of attention to yourself. And that's unfortunate because the genuineness of the message just isn't there, you know? And, um, I think that that's unfortunate. Because there's some people who actually believe the narrative and they want to believe that the person is sincere behind all of these messages. And once you take that away and you know that that it actually isn't the case, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a stark reality, quite frankly. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Good morning to Alice. Darlene wants to know um, any more updates on the Turtle Center protest. Well, to be quite honest, um, we've not heard very much about what's going on there at all. There were some rumblings a few months ago after the new government had taken place and the new board was going into effect. 
that maybe the board would have made some management changes. And to the best of my knowledge, uh, that has not yet happened. So I suspect um, that it still stands where where it is or where it was. Um, so we're happy to speak with them, uh, Miss Darlene, if they are interested in sharing. You know, I find that a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, they'll protest the one time and then it kind of disappears and you don't hear from them again. Good morning, Marcia. How are you, my dear? So in addition to the um, the accident, the fatality and Friday, Friday night going into Sunday morning was particularly harsh when it comes to traffic accidents. Oh my God. I am aware of at least four, no less than four traffic accidents. Did you guys um, see them all? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Um, there was, um, the one by Kimata Bay where the, the van went into the bushes and literally I was sitting there going, how, how, how did that happen? How did they manage to do that? I don't know, but they did. Um, looks like a silver van of some sort took out right into the roundabout and straight up in the bushes. The driving around here. Um, believe me, you is um, very special <laughs> to say the least. So there was that. There was, um, I'm going to show you this one because this one kind of had people confused thinking initially that, oh no, it wasn't a van. It was actually a car. It looks like a Toyota. Hold on. Initially, I thought this was a van. This is actually a Toyota car. So um, there is this one. Give me one second here. So yeah, this Toyota car, this is a, the first little um, Kimana Bay roundabout. That's, that's the uh, Galleria in the background with the blue top. So that one happened at some point overnight. Um, then there was another one in the Savannah area. Um, check this out. This person took out a, well, almost not quite took out a light pole. And so poor C, you see all day long, they had to spend their staff, their employees had to be out on the road trying to repair and replace that light. Well, there's no repair in that. <laughs> you have to replace that light pole. And you know what is so funny is I think this is the same pole that during Hurricane Grace, the one that was there, toppled over and they had just replaced it with this one. And now they're having to replace uh, the same pole again. Because when someone, we sent this out in our WhatsApp news group, somebody said, oh, no, 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 no. That's not because of an accident. They didn't see the picture and stuff. They said, that's not because of an accident. That was from Grace. I said, no, the Grace one was actually already replaced because for a minute after they erected the new pole, they left the, the old one there kind of so leaning over, right? And I kept looking at it every time I would drive to town thinking to myself, how long is that pole going to stay there? And then within the week or two, they removed it. Now it's like the same pole, this car. Look, look at the front of the car. The bumpers off to the side. I mean, just ran right into that. That's so crazy. Mm -mm -mm. And then there was another one in the vicinity of Public Beach. We didn't get a photo of that one. 
But that one has left a man, um, it sounds like he might be a Jamaican gentleman, in the hospital um, at Health City receiving injuries, uh, treatment for head injuries. And initially someone had said that they thought that he had actually succumbed to his injuries. And as it turned out, um, he was lucky enough not to die at the scene. But in fact, um, he had severe head injuries and has been transported to... um, to Health City. So at least four accidents that night, people. Slow down. What's the rush? Why are you drinking and driving? You know, what is going on? Oh my gosh. It's just absolutely crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so yeah, that that was a very accident prune uh evening, night into the the overnight hours uh, between Friday and Saturday. No, sir. Uh, what a hot thing, I tell you. All right. So um, the weekend was eventful. I will give you that. Uh, so there was also sh- a shooting over the weekend. Now, folks, we talked about this before. And um, this is quite an interesting situation, really. Because, um, you know, people, listen, that life, those individuals involved in this sort of activity, it is quite unfortunate that this is how they're choosing to live their life because they're destroying our community. They're obviously destroying their own lives, but they have no regard for that. So, you know, we're not going to even try to make that argument anymore. They don't care about themselves. But more importantly, they don't care about those around them. Because imagine if you're going to shoot up a residence, um, you're going to not just potentially hit the intended victim, like those who walked into the the bar and um, started shooting with an automatic weapon or semi-automatic weapon, everything in sight. You shot and injured other people. And that's why I'm, I'm really glad that they're charging them with attempted murder. Uh, well, I hope they've got the right people, but that they have attached an attempted murder charge to the murder charges as well, because it's it's a very serious situation when you are so brave and brazen about how you carry out an attack on someone. It's not like you walk up to an, a particular individual and shoot just them, or you try to just stab that one person. These are people who are very indiscriminate about their actions, which means that they're jeopardizing even potentially the lives of children. Like, I don't know who lives in that house, um, how their family to the individual, I hear it's his mom's house, whatever, but there could be children in that household for seven, for heaven's sake. There are neighbors um, that, you know, you might accidentally shoot into their home as you're shooting up the place. And so it is quite unfortunate that, uh, you know, I'm having to report about this again, another shooting and another attempt on someone who, like I said, has been uh, targeted previously. Um, I, I don't know what to tell the police, but if this person perhaps have the opportunity to leave Cayman, if they value their life at all, might I suggest that they do so? Otherwise, I feel like you're going to just be another statistic. And I get it. I understand that for some of these guys, this is all they know. They only know this little rock. 
they've part of the reason why they act the fool the way that they do is they've never experienced life in a big city or anywhere else. Um, to know that again, you know, you're not all that important to people elsewhere in the world. Uh, so get your act together. But um, perhaps the police need to negotiate an exit plan for these individuals if they want to remain safe and, you know, have the ones around them remain safe as well. Now, mind you, the police will often encourage people to enter into their form of a witness protection program. Obviously, you cannot be in a witness protection program here in the Cayman Islands because Cayman is so small. Where are they going to send you? To Cayman Brack? where someone can just jump on a plane and still find you. So oftentimes they do move them um, to the UK because of our connections with the UK. And I've always thought this could be a good opportunity for you to start over in life. You've been making all kinds of stupid decisions with your life. You've been trying to be a gangbanger and live in that life, which never ends well for you. you two options, dead or in jail. Not really what you should esteem to in life. But at the end of the day, perhaps getting into um, a witness protection program is something that could, if you took full advantage of it, be a second chance for you in life to kind of start over. Go over there and learn a skill set and really start to um, flourish and do something more positive. But I also do understand that really um, these people struggle because, again, They've not been provided with any real skills in life. They they don't have much ambition to do anything else, uh, you know, other than what they're doing. And so it becomes challenging um, for them to know that there are alternatives available and to really want to take advantage of those alternatives as well. Have a think about it, folks, um, young men. Maybe you're listening to the program. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But try to uh, consider the options that you have available to you in life. You don't have to remain in Cayman and be gunned down like a dog in the streets. You can choose to make some smarter decisions with um, how you navigate through life. So young. I mean, these these are kids, 20s and maybe 30 years old, if, they, if they're lucky, because most of them don't live that long. Um being mixed up in this kind of foolishness. Incredibly sad. So the police will continue their investigations. Of course, if you have any information that can assist them, uh, please do so. You know, we have been told by the our sources on the street that essentially what is going on here is that um, they are um, after this young man because he may have testified in some trial or something of substance. Okay. Well, all I can tell you is uh, if your life has no value and you don't even care about your own community, um, then, you know, I don't know what else to say. Very, very sad situation. Good morning, Ms. Marcia. Says people are taking out their stress on the roads. Child, they just can't drive. Good morning, uh, Bishop Hero Blair. Says that uh, beautiful Cayman Isle. Oh, how I longed for thee. Aw. Uh, Miss Darlene, 
says Sandra, it can be a high possibility that Turtle um, Center staff got chickened out. I'm hearing that they were asked to go to the government admin after the protest. Maybe they got warned, threatening, and got afraid up and now. Well, I don't know. Or if they got great news or the management got all the protection and rights and can still sit in their comfort zones and do as they feel to the staff. Well, I would hope that it is a wake-up call when your employees um, start protesting that something is wrong. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't, people don't um, take protesting lightly, especially in a country like Cayman. So I feel like when people muster up the courage to protest that the powers that be should um, really, really um, pay attention, you know, to what people are protesting about and try to do better. Address the concerns of your employees. Ms. Marcia says Bishop Hero Blair is from Jamaica. Yes, and I think he lived in Cayman for a number of years. Um, just because he's from Jamaica doesn't mean he doesn't miss Cayman. I mean, hey, lots of people miss our beautiful island. So big shout out to Kathy Wills. Kathy will be joining us on, um, what day is that? Wednesday's program. So please uh, ensure that you tune in for that. Um, should be a fantastic time. She's going to tell us what she's been up to. And she's been busy. She's actually really, really been busy. And, you know, I, I like representatives and people who are real, who are willing to tell you, honey, child, it's not a walk in the park, what, I'm, what I've embarked on. It hasn't been easy. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I've had my challenges, but here we are still moving forward in a positive way despite that. Because I think for any new MP, um, there is a learning curve and nobody's perfect. Nobody can just waltz in there and be like, oh, I'm the perfect minister. Or I'm the perfect MP. No, they have a lot to learn. And part of that learning process uh, will certainly be um, making mistakes along the way as well. So good morning to Odette. Thank you so much for joining the program. So TCI, let's talk about it. Honey Child TCI says they're recording their best summer ever. Woo! I'm like, what? Yes. And they have said, listen to this, that they are going to thank the Cayman Islands for their successes. Which, by the way, before I get into this TCI story, let me please um, send this message out there because I know a lot of you listen to the program and you can spread this wide and far. The family of Justice Ebanks, the young man who was killed on um, Friday evening, has reached out and they have asked for the young lady who called 911. Um, she made the call to 911. They would like to personally thank her in person. So they're asking for this young lady to please make contact with Josine Ebanks at 925-9593. So again, if you know who the young lady may have been who made the 911 call, 
uh, for Justice Ebanks. Again, this was West Bay Friday in the vicinity of Reverend Blackman Road, right there by Liberties. A lot of people said that that road is problematic as well. Um, the family would like to reach out to you. So please, uh, if you know who that young lady is, or if you happen to be that young lady and you're listening to the program, give Josen Ebanks a call at 925-9593. Please spread the word wide and far so that, um, you know, his family can reach out to her and personally have the opportunity to thank her because they would really like to be able to do so. Uh, good morning to the Honorable Kenneth Bryan. Good minister, how are you? He says, K-Man, hashtag C1, K-Man first. Thank you so much. So let's talk about the situation with TCI. So TCI folks have said that um, not only are they boasting tourism numbers that they're thanking us for, um, they're also doing um, apparently a lot with their real estate. So I was like, what? They said they have had an extraordinary um, season for tourism and property sales figures amid pandemic. I'm like, whoa, are you kidding me? Apparently not. So they said the TCI Tourist Board is pleased to announce the preliminary visitor statistics for the island, for the destination, sorry, clearly depicting that the island saw one of the busiest summers on record in 2021. Now, I know a lot of you are sitting back saying that we can't open up, we can't do this, we can't do that, but apparently TCI is doing it. So when you're sitting there saying can't, 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 TCI becomes a little island that could, 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 and they're choo-choo on the choo-choo train. They're getting it done. And this this made me pause and think about the possibilities for Cayman. But, you know, the biggest hurdle for the leadership in this country is when your people are not mentally and psychologically ready. So even if you had the best plans to roll out and the best plans in place, if the people themselves are not ready, uh, 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 it's just not going to happen. Now, I do find this extremely interesting. And I looked at their numbers and I thought to myself, whoa, this is quite a significant um, increase even over the period in 2019 before COVID would have hit. Hmm. Folks, let me do a big shout out to Kevin Watler. Um, Kevin has been, he's a friend to the show, as we like to say, compadre. Uh, you guys know that Kevin um, is in the space of media. And Kevin has done a fantastic job um, with assisting us with the COVID message. He has actually reached out to a number of Caymanians, and there's more videos to come, uh, living abroad. And he's talked to them about what life is with COVID. So let's take a moment now to watch one of those interviews, and then we're going to come back to the remainder of this TCI story. Miss Anne says, we will be the island that time forgot. Jeez, I'm again. Uh, Darlene says, Cayman is going to regret all the delays that we're putting in the reopening process. We're heading for an economic pandemic. Mm, mm, mm. And the people are not ready for that as much as they want to claim that um, they don't believe in profits over people. My good friend, it's not going to be a question of 
profits. It's going to be a question of survivability and being able to put food on your table. There has to be a balance that we're going to have to strike, folks. So putting food on your table will become just as critical to you when the ish really hits the fan uh, here in a minute. So right now, y'all are feeling good because the only people being impacted are, is the people at the top. The people who own the businesses are the ones who are being impacted. But if you don't think that's trickling all the way down, you do not have a clue, folks. We need to wake up and smell the coffee. So let's have a look at this interview. Now, this one that we're going to watch, um, let me get the young lady's name, first of all. Um, again, big shout out to Kevin Watler. He's in uh, Lakeland, Florida, and he did those interviews for us. This one is uh, Miss Lisa Hilton, and we'll find out more about her through this interview. Have a look. Hey, so we are with Lisa Hilton, and uh, she is one of the lovely Caymanians we have that are living abroad. So, but before we get started, Lisa, tell me something. Who are you for? <laughs> so I am for Richard and Anna Hilton um, out of Spots Newlands, which is in the same area that you grew up in as well, Kevin. So we went to Savannah Primary together, and I then eventually went to Triple C. Actually, I think we did Triple C together. That's what it Triple was. C, yeah. Triple mm -hmm. C, and then um, St. Ignatius Catholic School, uh, and then Community College, and then eventually leaving Cayman. So yes. Okay. Well, you are where exactly? So I live in Los Angeles, California. Okay. So what's the COVID situation like over by you? Yeah, you know, so these days I was, as we were preparing to chat, you know, I just looked online and saw that, you know, um, in terms of new cases, there's, there seems to be not many, there are like zero cases that they reported yesterday, which was September 17th. And that's just Googling uh, COVID cases in Los Angeles um, for today. But uh, for us, I would say that primarily right now, like whenever you go to like the supermarkets or to restaurants, like people still wear masks. The mask mandate is still on for everyone to wear masks when they're going indoors. Um, however, every state sort of handles things differently because I was recently in Texas um, and the mask mandates have a different approach there. But here in California, it's far more, it's a very strict. So if you're indoors in restaurants or different items, like different things like that, then there is definitely a mask mandate. Yeah, and California has been one of those places that's had it really strict, more or less throughout the entire mm -hmm. pandemic. Not all states have had it that strict. And California never was in a position where it just had no cases reported in a day. There was a time where there were many, many cases. In fact, one of the variants came out of California, the California variant. But, you know, there, there were a lot of people that did have COVID. They were out and about. So how yeah. did you live with that? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's still like you, you know, I know that I'm not immune to COVID. I know that. Um, so I did a couple of things when the vaccine was available. I decided to take the vaccine. So I chose to do Pfizer. Um, and I took shot number one in like April and then shot number two sometime in May. So for me, like that helps me to at least boost my own immune system, knowing that it doesn't prevent me from getting the virus, but it at least helps my body to fight it if I was to catch it. 
Um, and then when I'm going about doing my, my, you know, natural errands in the here in LA, like I just use same precautions in terms of following the mask mandates. Um, and, you know, just using common sense, but not allowing the fact that COVID is out there to stop me from continuing to do the things I want to do in my life. So you're not really afraid you're able to go to your restaurants, you go shopping, mm -hmm. you're able to live your life entirely without having to be in complete fear. That's right. Yeah. Um, I was just in, as I said before, I was just in Austin last week. Um, and I will be going back to Austin this upcoming week and I'll be in Dallas like a week or two later from now. So yes, going on flights, like, yeah, you know, I do feel a sense of, you know, like deep down, I feel the fear, but like, I know that I have to keep going. I need to keep creating and building my life. Like I just can't stay closed forever. So, yeah. Tell me a little bit what you, you do for a living. I know you're kind of sure. somewhat, some type of real estate. Explain that. And of course, that means you're around people. Yeah. So I am the founder and CEO of LisaHilton.com. It's a boutique real estate investment firm that provides opportunities for business owners and entrepreneurs to invest in cash flowing real estate um, to build wealth. Uh, and also to achieve tax benefits. You, you know, tax is a big thing here in the United yeah, States. Is. So being able to invest in real estate in a way that is very tax efficient. Perfect. And so again, that does bring you around people. Yes. But you could still carry out your function in what you're doing in a safe manner and, right. and not living in that sense of fear. Yeah, you know, I think one of the key things that I would also share with people is like, take care of yourself, like sleep, get enough sleep um work out like have a routine maybe you're not someone that is like super workout person like running several miles but like you know go for walks like those are things that are not going to give you exposure to COVID if you're going for a walk um in you know not necessarily around other people but like being able to have that time to get out there and then eating well so lots of fruits and vegetables um, and just really taking care of yourself and, you know, uh, conditioning your mind for positivity, because that's going to also help you to continue to show up for your life and what it is that you're trying to create. And about just over 70%, I believe, of people in Cayman are fully vaccinated um, back home. And, and so what are your tips to them, to, to those really that are not yet vaccinated? And what's kind of your message to them? Well, you know, um, what I would say is for the people who are not vaccinated, I think number one, it's your choice. It, it always is your choice. And I think that if you feel that that's what you want to do, by all means, go for it and keep keep going down the path. Um, I do encourage people that are around me to get vaccinated. I think it at least helps your body. Um, it's not going to it's not preventing you from you know, contracting COVID by any means, but I would say that a lot of the people around me who have decided to take the vaccine has enabled them to, um, you know, be able to have a shorter time with the virus and, you know, potentially even a milder form than, you know, if they felt like as though they didn't do it, um, didn't take the vaccine. So luckily, knock on wood, I have not had that issue so far. So, uh, you know, I'm just really grateful. I'm just, I got one last question. When you got the vaccine, did you grow an extra arm or have any serious effects <laughs> on that? <laughs> um, and the answer to that is no. So like the first dose, 
Um, I didn't even feel anything differently. The second dose, I definitely felt it for that day. Um, and it sort of slowed me down. But then once, you know, once I got into the second and third day, like I was just back to normal. And, you know, now we're in September and I've, you know, I took the second one in May, no problems. Like I'm out here living my life and continuing to do the things that I want to do. So, yeah. Lisa, it was awesome catching up with you. Really appreciate you talking to me. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Kevin, for having me. All right, folks, thank you so much um, to Lisa Hilton and Kevin uh, Watler. Kevin's been doing these interviews. We have more of them that will be um, coming, folks. And I I really appreciate um, everyone who's participating in the series. If you are a Caymanian that is living abroad, living overseas, um, do reach out to us because we're looking for other people to just share uh, their lives and their experiences with us. Kevin will be happy to arrange a convenient interview time. Uh, with you to just catch up and, you know, hear how you're living your life and what you've been up to. Ms. Darlene, um, please reach out. I think it's extremely important that we understand that there are people, Caymanians in particular, all over the world who are um, living their lives in a very full and satisfying manner, despite the fact that COVID is everywhere. Um, so Ms. Darlene says, yes, that Cayman is going to regret um, putting a delay in the reopening. Miss Sue says, didn't they close with COVID as they're doing great? Um, sorry, didn't they close with COVID as they're doing great to well done Turks? I'm a little bit confused by that one, Miss Sue. Um, so Miss Alice says that, yes, uh, people wanted the country to be at a standstill, all Caymanians need to wake up and see what's going on here. And I want to say that I um, understand the difficulty um, and the difficult position that the government is in by far, because honestly, you know, it's you're damned if you don't and you're damned if you do. Um, I think that they recognize that the people and maybe some agencies were not quite as prepared as we should be for um, the eventual increase in cases, which will be coming. I mean, people do not kid yourselves. I'm not sitting here saying to you that we're not going to have infections. We're not going to have cases. Um, what I'm saying to you is the more of you that get vaccinated, the less you have to worry about being an extremely serious case um, of COVID. I mean, look, the other day we had how many people? 20 something, 30 people that had COVID. And the reality of that position is Nobody's in the hospital for it. Listen to me very, very carefully, my good folks. No one is in the hospital for COVID. The person who's in the hospital, who's my half-sister, isn't in the hospital for COVID. She's in the hospital for other health-related issues. So her COVID symptoms um, were, in fact, not what landed her in the hospital at all. She ended up in the hospital because she's in her 70s and she has other health issues. And she's vaccinated. So this is good news, and it's proof that the vaccines do work. Even the children that have fallen um, or tested positive for COVID are not children that are seriously ill. And so there is hope that we can get to that point, folks, where we can definitely uh, live with COVID. And the bottom line is we're not going to have a choice. You're just kicking the little can down the road. It's the proverbial, when is it going to happen? Not if, 
but when? So according to um, TCI, they said that they've had their busiest season on record ever with an increase of up to 19% in tourism figures. This is according to a statement that they issued on Wednesday from the TCI Tourist Board. Um, Their property market is also booking um, with, this is the quote from them, unprecedented sales for the third quarter of 2021. And this is according to James Edison. And they said, hear the cheekiness of it all. Um, They said that it is being driven by the closure of the Cayman Islands to tourism. Touche, TCI. I see you over there being incredibly shady uh, to Cayman. But they said it in their article. It's being driven by the closure of the Cayman Islands to tourism. Hmm. What a mess. We're I, I don't want to say we're glad that we could help TCI because we're actually not. But anyway, um, they've claimed that an aggressive public relations campaign and safety protocols have been the key to their success story as many others remain shuttered. So the tourism board indicated that in 2021 future, that it's 2021, um, oh gosh, that's a little typo that I need to fix, figures exceeded the pre-pandemic statistics in 2019 by 18% in June and 19% in July. What? Woo, honey child. Mm-mm-mm. Um, let me just see here now. Let me just fix this quick little typo. You know, I've got this, um, did I tell you guys about my, my speech program? Um, I actually, when I first started using this program years ago, I loved it. And then it's been sitting there for a minute and I haven't been using it, but it's called Dragon Naturally Speaking. It's actually very, very good. Child, when I was in law school, that saved my poor little fingers from having to type so much all the time because typing will give you, I get carpal tunnel, all kind of stuff because I do a lot of typing. So um, sometimes I end up um, using this program and I think it was last week or so I was like, I need to dust it off and install it on this computer, which it hadn't been installed yet. And child, I've been using that to type all sorts of type my, my articles and you can type emails and do all kinds of stuff with it. Takes a little bit of practice to remember all the commands and whatever, but it is an awesome. You just speak and it types, composes your entire emails for you. Um, so yes, so TCI. Uh, let me continue the TCI story here. So they have said, um, folks, that um, in August uh, they also saw an increase of fifteen percent with over forty-one thousand seven hundred thirty-four visitors. The board noted that uh, these numbers far exceeded their projection modules and were above um, in this norm, were above average in a normal economic climate, much less the COVID climate. Uh, TCI also boasted that their effective marketing campaign and pent up demand was the words that they use for summer travel can have contributed significantly to the increase. In fact, Uh, They note that they have been successful at enduring safety protocols that have protected both the local and international population. So um, again, very, very interesting. 
Let me just see here. Um, so TCI says that they're doing fantastic. Um, they also went on to say that tourism is the destination, uh, in the destination continues to flourish thanks to diligent safety protocols and strategic marketing campaigns in the United States, Canada, South America, United Kingdom, and Europe. So their minister of tourism, the honorable Josephine Connolly, I wonder if she got any Cayman in connections with that name. What do you think? Yeah, probably a pretty popular name around the region. Um, so Josephine Connolly is their tourism, um, minister. Says that she was pleased at the country's performance. Especially, uh, what would normally be the slow season for TCI sharing that. And this is a quote from her. We enacted and enforced the necessary protocols to keep our local population and our visitors safe, which has resulted in excellent numbers and a summer that has performed above previous years. Now we move on to the real estate market because apparently the real estate market is not to be left behind. According to them, they have said, yes, honey child, don't leave us out because we're having a fantastic year as well. And I was like, what? Mm -mm. So hear what they had to say about the real estate market. So not to be outdone um, in the real estate market. Oh, gosh, what am I doing with all these typos in this article? Y'all, honey child, now that I'm rereading this, this was a late night um, article, folks, but I see a couple of typos here. Um, and, you know, it's an actual word. So, so the... Um, The uh, spell check isn't going to pick it up because it's like, nope, that's the word. Um, in the real estate market, they're also claiming tremendous success with condo sales up by three and a half times and luxury single family homes by two and a half, 2.6 times, almost a little over two and a half. Um, they go on to say that they've experienced some 187 million in sales from just April to June of this year, with sales for that period surpassing the total revenue for the entire 2019 period. What? These figures do not include an additional 427 million in pending or conditional sales. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, this G Medicine publication said that investors and purchasers previously drawn to the Cayman Islands. This is where they drop kicked us in the in the nuts. <laughs> they were like, and I, oh, that really hurt. Uh, they said investors and purchasers previously drawn to the Cayman Islands now see Turks and Caicos properties offering greater value across prime locations. What's more, there's more capacity to expand. So I think that they do have more landmass than us because they've got other islands and stuff, right? So child. They're making sure that they're riding this horse right, right into the sunset. Um, <clears throat> so according to their Visit TCI website, they're open for tourists. Um, oh, 
Yes. According to the, what have, I missed something here. According to their visit to Sarah, so they're open for tourists, um, but have mandatory vaccination policies for incoming uh, travelers, adult travelers, um, but they offer no quarantine on arrival. So let's look at how they've been doing it, folks. This is quite interesting. Visitors must seek travel authorization to board a flight and provide a COVID-19 test no more than three days prior and have their own travel insurance that covers any COVID-related illness or hospitalization. Now, that's important. Uh, visitors are fully responsible for the cost of their quarantine if they test positive during their stay. That's also important because the government ain't going to be picking up all these costs. However, they have COVID-19 restrictions in place, including mask wearing in public places, an early curfew from 5 a.m., from 1 a.m. until 5 a.m. And I thought that that was interesting. So you're not going to be lallygagging late at night at no bars and nightclubs and whatever, right? So they have an early curfew um, from 1 a.m. until 5 a.m. Uh, each day with all businesses closing at midnight. And there are no, um, there's also no restrictions on inter-island travel because there's, how many islands are there in TCI? I got to look that up. There's a few little islands. Uh, no restrictions on inter-island travel, uh, but all restaurants and bars must operate at 50% capacity. Persons must also be fully vaccinated to enter a club or a bar. Did y'all hear that? Persons must also be fully vaccinated to enter a bar or a club and must walk with proof of vaccination. Mm -mm -mm. Katina, did you just hear that? You must have proof of vaccination. Yes, honey child. Imagine you're going to go sue TCI government too. Go tell them that they're not getting it right. Um, and owners of establishments are responsible. Pay attention now. Owners of establishments are responsible for logging and providing uh, that information to the government on a weekly basis. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So that's some of the protocols that they have in place. Now let's look at their numbers. They have vaccination records of up, vaccination um, records of up to 65% of the adult population being fully inoculated with the Pfizer, same vaccine as us, Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. And it claims that they are uh, making the destination one of the most inoculated countries in the world. So at 71%, we must fall in that one of the most inoculated countries in the world too, uh, which makes it even more puzzling as to why people are so fearful. I suspect that your fears are not always um, founded or based in um, factual information. You see, this is where we can allow fear to get the better of us. So TCI has 53 active cases with a total of 22 COVID deaths. Mm -hmm. And um, they've got some other numbers. So it looks like um, most of the cases, of course, are on Providenciales, 46 cases there. They have North Caicos has one, Middle Caicos, South Caicos, Grand Turk has five, Parrot K has zero, Pine K has zero, Amber, Ambergris K has zero, and Salt K has zero. 
So they have one, those are all little islands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine little islands. Um, so they have hashtag trending TCI new normal. I like that actually. Hashtag Cayman new normal. And um, this is what it is. So all right. Here you know. Uh, let me just get this. So, folks, I want to remind you, somebody's just asking for the link. Uh, don't forget, you can join the show anytime you want. I'm trying to encourage you all. I've put up a new, um, I don't know if anybody noticed this, especially for the YouTubers. I have put up a new, like, text, like, you know, this is where you can find this, join this. So, big shout out to YouTube. I see 63 of you uh, viewing the program. So yes, you can actually join in just by clicking the link that is right there in the stream. So I've got a whole new text. Join the show here, blah, 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 blah. Find us on website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. Um, apparently, we're going to be able to live stream on Twitter soon. Woo, I'm so excited. Although I'm not a huge Twitter person, I'm still going to do the live stream there, I feel like. All right, Miss Sue um, says, yes, lots of common sense. She's doing great in California. Uh, yes, that was... Um, to the young lady there, Miss Lisa Hilton. Um, very nice. And Sabrina says, well said, conditioning of the mind is needed. I like that. Good morning, Mr. Tommy from the Bahamas. Uh, Miss Darlene, maybe we could do an interview with you and Kevin. Marcia says it's going to be a brain drain in Cayman if all the young, bright, intelligent people leave to go overseas. Huh. Child, that's already happening. Truth be to told. Janet says, yes, COVID is not going anywhere, so get vaccinated. Thank you, Miss Janet. Sabrina says, after August, adjusted their requirement to only vaccinated tourists in September. Was that TCI? Um, so Sabrina says, I want to live in the community. No death, of course. I want to live again. Yeah, a lot of people, and it's, again, not about profits over people. It's about mental health and wellness, and survivability, and all these other things, um, you know, people are just, believe me you, um, ready to get, get life going again. Miss Morna says she thinks the immune system of children is very strong. I don't think that that's necessarily the case, because children have died including babies. Again, it's not a virus that the human race has really been exposed to. As it runs through the human race, we will get immunity. But the idea, of course, is that having it run through the human race naturally is going to cause cost um, too many lives. And that that's the danger and the risk that you take. So children are catching it and children are dying from it as well. And in fact, quite ironically, the Delta variant um, has seen this last wave, younger and younger and younger people um, getting it also. So you've got to be, uh, you know, very, very careful with the narrative that children have this super protection because they don't have a protection. Um, you know, some of them are in the ICU as well. Um, but... Yes. You gotta, gotta keep up with it. 
Speaking of that, um, in a matter of days, Pfizer CEO says they'll be ready to ask for approval for COVID-19 vaccine for kids. Hmm. So that's coming. Uh, let me just see what else we got here. So yes, folks, um, you know, COVID is uh, wreaking havoc around the world. We have to get closer. Um, here's Kelly Price. She's finally breaking her silence on her COVID battle um, after saying that um, she almost died. So uh, you guys will know her as a Grammy-nominated singer revealed that she had flatlined as doctors worked to save her life. Wow, really? I didn't know she had COVID. So Kelly Price broke her silence on Sunday after days of concern about her safety after she was initially believed to be missing following a recent COVID-19 hospitalization. The singer made headlines in recent days when a welfare check um, at her Georgia home resulted in police classifying her as a missing person. So um, apparently she had um, been very, very sick with um, COVID and the 48-year-old Grammy-nominated singer revealed during her hospitalization that she had flatlined. That's when you die, honey child, as doctors worked to save her life. She's, she's quoted as saying, at some point they lost me. I woke up a couple of days and the first thing I remember was a doctor standing around me asking if I knew what year it was. Uh, Kelly Price recalled of the horrifying moment when the interviewer asked Price to explain what she meant by they lost me. She clarified, I died. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. What a hot mess. Mr. Johan Moxham is joining us. Good morning, sir. Morning, Sandra. How's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, and good morning to your rabid and fanatical um, listeners, viewers of Marl Road. Hope all is well with you. Yes, everybody's good. Everybody's good. What's shaking? I just wanted to, um, you know, again, listen to the show and, and, and was listening to the representations that were being made um, with regards to the successful sort of summer that the TCI had. And kudos to them. Congratulations. Mm. Um, you know, their, their primary industry um, is tourism. So they desperately need um, as much of that sort of... Um, business and success as possible. Fortunately for us in Cayman, we're a lot more diversified, whereby financial services represents over 65% of the um, sort of uh, GDP and, mm -hmm. and main revenue source for the Cayman Islands government. Um, so I was just, you know, calling in, calling in to say that it's my own personal view, but we could have or can have or should have uh, because a reopening is inevitable um, and we're going to have to learn to accept that COVID is going to be a, a part of our lives for a very long time. Um, but I think what will help us is if you're able to speak to a medical professional, your doctor, and understand that a vaccination will not prevent you from getting COVID, but it gives you the greatest possibility of surviving COVID. That, that's an important thing. But I think you've been doing a, a fantastic job of making that point for months. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of people that I know uh, that got vaccinated was a direct result of some of the work that you've done on your show. So kudos to you and keep up 
the good work. But I'll say that um, we're going to get to the stage where we have to reopen. It's inevitable. And we need to have the discipline as a country and as citizens whereby we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, for example, the people that are supposed to be quarantined, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in quarantine to protect yourself, your family, and the rest of society from these sort of situations. But it would appear that there are some <laughs> residents or that take it for a joke. And, and unless the authorities and the courts come down hard and, and really make an example of this, that sort of madness will continue because I'm willing to bet my left arm if Sandra Hill was in quarantine and you breached your quarantine, let me tell you, um, you'd be spending some time wherever the female prison is. I think it's by the triple C. Uh, Fairbanks. Uh, yes. Fairbanks. By, by, by Fairbanks. You know what I mean? And having my hair braided, I'm daily. <laughs> but the, the, the point that I'm making is let's just have one standard. Let's have one standard of accountability, one standard of justice, one standard of these are the rules and nobody's above it, nobody's below it. I don't care if you're Sandra Hill, Johan Moxham, or John Smith and Mary, Mary Ebanks, you know what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. let's let's help them or let's help the government um by being responsible citizens and 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 listening and abiding by the rules because right now it seems as if some people take this for a joke but what happens if somebody in Cayman legitimately dies as a result of COVID. <clears throat> Remember, we had the panic with the Northside incidents, and then we had the panic at the Georgetown Primary School. It is mm. clear to me that we didn't, or that the government chose to go into a pause mode because we possibly were not ready to deal with the fallout of that. Yes, they reacted, but um, what would you do if you were elected? At the end of the day, nobody wants to be um, in a government where you have... Caymanian deaths, especially deaths of, of children and so on and so forth. So I would just say to you, Sandra, continue to do the work that you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. But people of the Cayman Islands, all of us as law-abiding citizens and, and people that understand how lucky we are to be here, um, in comparison to the TCIs and the other sort of countries in, 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 in the region that are ravaged by, by, by COVID. And mm -hmm. when you consider our financial position, Minister Chris Saunders gave up a, a our presentation on Friday, Cayman is so much more different and better off than all of our neighbors. And and long may that continue, but we have to help ourselves by, you know, doing the right thing, be long abiding citizens and understand that just because there's a press release from TCI that says, oh, wow, they had a banner year. All they have is tourism. If the Cayman Islands mm -hmm. turns out to be like the TCI, we have failed as a country. It's really that simple, in my opinion. So I just wanted yes. to uh, PR and public relations and marketing is what it is. But would you rather be in the TCI or would you rather be in the Cayman Islands living in, and enjoying your life and having a family? That's mm -hmm. the question that I ask myself whenever somebody goes, oh, we should open up and it's better over there. Well, you should go over there. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's as simple as that. So mm -hmm. thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, you know, and, and we go... We'll go on together. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ralston, good uh, morning. Jared, are you ready? Good morning. Uh-oh. McKean, hear you. McKean, hear you. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Oh, there you are. Yes. Um, I just want to congratulate you on your um speech in terms of your um constant reminders of telling people to get vaccinated and those who can't get vaccinated. We will wait until you get yourself sorted out. 
Um, yes. in terms of the um TCI thing, you know, bragging about oh they had a good year, that could have been money in our pockets, but mm-hmm. you know that no loss we make up for it. But I think from from the outside when we were going to open up in October. Mm-hmm. I I was of the opinion that protocols were already established on what would happen if there is a fallout. And with the um, outbreak that happened less than a month ago, it showed that we weren't ready. So if we weren't ready, we will take the time as a country to reevaluate and get ready. But I think it is frustrating for business owners at the end of the day who, who need... um money to feed their family Mm -hmm. from tourists to survive because the fact is if you don't have money circulating in the economy you are not going to survive so this this idea of oh we will keep closed until whenever it it can't work we we have to look at how we can incorporate covid into our um lifestyle because covid is here to stay it is not going anywhere so there there needs to be that attitude and outlook towards it and how how we can mitigate the spread at the end of the day if that requires everybody putting on masks you put on masks Mm -hmm. so i think um locals are living in a bubble in that oh yeah we've been doing this and nothing has changed things have changed the airport's been closed you know people haven't been coming in so there needs to be, I guess, more proactiveness on the government's part. Um, I feel that th- they're young. They're young. So we, we can't fault them for that. They're still, you know, doing it their way. But, you know, I guess if there was more discussions on the details pertaining to, okay, they said the end of the year, which day in the end of the year? They, they haven't given a date, from my opinion, you know, they haven't, you know, given details about, okay, if there's a spread. When I mean details, I'm talking about specifics, really and truly. They haven't given specifics to their plan, which is, you know, what I am talking about. Um, in addition to that, there hasn't been much clarity for people who are vaccinated overseas as well. And that... The, you said that there's a lot of ambiguity that's going on on Cayman's part, and overall, it will it will affect how much money we we make because if Cayman doesn't make any money, people on NAU can't get no money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That so yeah, those are just my little two cents. And just just out of um, curiosity, right? When you hear people say it's profits over people, how do you respond to that? What what does that make you think about? Okay, okay. Now, now, now that that's profits should never supersede people, mm-hmm. but money is instrumental in maintaining the lives of people. So the goal should never be okay, um, money first, then people. The goal should always be people first and then the money. Um, I think when people say profits first, it's be- we have to survive. This this is a dog eat world at the end of the day, mm. right? If, if, if we're not surviving, you're going to be dying, yes. right? So as business owners, as, as a business practitioner myself, I understand what they meant by that. They meant that 
their livelihood is at stake. The, the every day that lingers where no money is coming in, that money has to come from somewhere else. So mm-hmm. if you don't have the money for it, what what do you expect business owners to do? And I think they're rightly to be frustrated with the government because the government said, okay, we're opening up in October. The the millions that you know business owners lost in pre-bookings, they they can't use that. Now, yes. in terms of the people who are breaching the um the quarantine, where's the police on this? Mm. The police is supposed to be monitoring that. That's simple as that. So what it what it shows is that there's a breakdown in the um enforcement of um COVID protocols. If people mm. are breaching it, and pe- the people need to go to court, you need to get locked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you breach, you go to jail, you go to court because we can't have this lawless attitude running around where it's just me and it's all of us that's in this boat. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Jared, thank you so much um, for being a voice of reason. We appreciate you jumping on the show. And folks, it's just that easy. You only need your little phone camera. If you want to jump on the program, um, feel free to do so. Jared and Johan, I appreciate you guys um, participating in the conversation today. All right. Thank you, Sally. Have All a right, good Jared. Day. Have a good one. All right, folks. So um, I'm going to be encouraging you all more and more and more and more to jump into the conversation. This show um, really isn't uh, about me (laughs) as much as it is about you all. So um, do jump in. Come make we talk on the live broadcast. This is the K-Man number one live talk show. Come make we talk where you go up on the news. Folks, it's super easy. I've actually put the link in the description. I'm going to start doing that to really encourage you guys to participate. It is right there. Um, so just click on it. Uh, Natasha says, I agree with your hand. Speak with your doctor, ask the difficult questions and find out if you're a candidate for the vaccine. The truth of the matter is 97% of the people are a candidate without a doubt. Now, the few people here and there who are like, oh, I want a choice. I got some good news for you. You're going to get a choice. And then I want to see what your excuse is going to be after that. But uh, a choice will be coming again to um, a doctor near you, hopefully, where you can get a shot in your arm. Now, let's be honest. You can't have a million choices. So you can't be like, no, I'm going to tell you, no, 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 no. You'll get a choice. So you'll get one that's not the mRNA vaccine. And then you need to take that choice. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Take take that opportunity. Embrace it, my good people. Um, all right. So I think that's all I've got for you this morning. 240 of you still hanging in tight. Big shout out, like I said, to the YouTube folks. Why don't the YouTube folks, all 69 of you, show us some love. Uh, Ralston says, open the country if you want to do so, because no one will die from COVID there. I came to the U.S. in the middle of the virus, and that's been the best flight that I ever um, on Cayman Airways with only seven passengers and crew. When I return to the island and want to leave again, I would not want to hear that I can leave or can't leave. I think you meant to say can't leave. Hmm. All right, Sharon, good morning. Um... Sharon says that she feels like we're going backwards and not forwards. Keep hearing we've got to live with it, but seems like we're still hiding. Sharon, like I said, I I, I have um, some sympathy 
towards the politicians because, of course, this is a dangerous situation. And listen, your voice matters, right? You have a select few individuals who are out there being super, super vocal. Um, those are the anti-vaxxers. I know they're in the minority. They're not the majority. And, and every single day, they're feeling more and more marginalized um, around them. Like, um, who was it that just said, um, Philip, just said, you want to go to the U.S. now? Guess what? You're going to have to be vaccinated. A lot of y'all want to go places. <laughs> You're going to have to be vaccinated. Um, you being mar marginalized, a lot of them are using the term discrimination to describe what they're feeling. Y'all don't know nothing about discrimination. Y'all need to shut your mouth. Honestly, I saw someone posted about being discriminated against and child, I just had to shake my head. I'm like, this person has not, in my opinion, experienced any real discrimination. And if they're referring to the whole COVID situation as, oh, now I'm being discriminated against because I got to wear masks and, you know, I can't travel as I'm vaccinated, get with the program. If that's the case, you've lived in a world that you've always been discriminated against because there's a lot you couldn't do, including go to public schools or any school on this island if you're not vaccinated. So now it's discrimination. Meh, meh, meh. No, 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 no. Get with the program, folks. Do the research. Stop believing in all this conspiracy theories BS. It just doesn't hold any water. Maria says, I hope the government is not being held to ransom regarding keeping our borders closed. Well, they're trying. Um, Katina has threatened to sue the government. She's threatened to sue private sector. Do you know that she's she has threatened to sue um, several private companies, including a private development company who has, I think they have 100% of their staff vaccinated because they put a vaccine mandate in place. And um, they've said, listen, as a developer, the, the places that we go into, those businesses and, and owners and property owners and so on have said, we don't want your staff coming here if they're not vaccinated. So yes, we have to be vaccinated. Someone just said that my son is getting um, the second shot today. My son's beautiful. Um, so yes, get, get with the program, y'all. Anyway, it is 9.34. I have got tons of work to do. I feel like the hours in the day are so short. Yesterday, I was at home trying to get caught up with my invoicing and contracts and all kind of stuff. And I was saying to uh, my husband, because he's like, not on a Sunday. And I was like, I wish I could have one day a week where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do any work at all. No. So last week I was telling you guys about Renee. Remember Renee? Um, she works uh, with CMR and um, she, I was telling you guys that on Friday, I think it was after we'd heard about uh, the untimely death of um, a mother, the same day she gave birth. Uh, I was saying that Renee had gone to the hospital and she herself was having um, high blood pressure, gestational diabetes and anemia. And, you know, these are the difficulties that women face um, when they're pregnant. Well, guess what? They um, decided to keep her overnight, uh, Friday night, for observation. And then on Saturday, they said, you've got preeclampsia, which if you guys know anything about preeclampsia. I only started hearing about preeclampsia because of Kim Kardashian, to be honest, because she suffers from uh, preeclampsia. But it is a condition that um, you get uh, 
part of pregnancy um, that some women get. So it's a pregnancy complication characterized by high blood pressure and, um, you know, signs of damage to other organ systems, including your liver and your kidneys. And it begins after 20 weeks in women where high blood pressure, they might've had normal blood pressure and then it really becomes dangerously high. So this is a, a very, very dangerous um, situation. And if left untreated, it can lead to serious or even fatal complications for both the mother and the baby. And, you know, they've got to be very, very careful. So what they're going to do is um, she's about 34 weeks now. They actually said to her that they want to induce labor now. They want to take the baby and, um, you know, you can even get postpartum preeclampsia where it develops after the birth of the baby. So crazy. The things again, that women go through. So everything from excessive protein in the urine, uh, which will cause kidney issues, severe headaches, change in vision where you may even have temporary loss of vision, blurred vision or light sensitivity, nausea, vomiting, upper abdominal pain, usually under the rib, on the right side, decreased urine output, uh, decreased levels of platelets in your blood, which is called thrombotopenia, <laughs> impaired liver function, shortness of breath caused by fluid in the lungs, sudden weight gain and swelling, so they get edema, uh, particularly in the feet and hands, may also occur with preeclampsia. I mean, this sounds like a hot mess, Joe. Mm -mm -mm. So um, they decided that they would actually take the baby. Um, and I'm waiting just to hear if she's actually had the baby yet, because yesterday she was still kind of in a waiting pattern. Because, of course, you know, hospitals are a bit of a tricky place to be these days with all the COVID um, situation happening all over the U.S. So Ralston says, I got vaccinated and up and going everywhere I want to go, alive and well, living my best life. Uh, Delise says, why aren't the police and legal system treating all breachers like Skylar Mack? Um, we haven't had such blatant breaches in a minute, uh, but they will be, as far as I know, treated the same once they come out of quarantine. So some of them are still in quarantine at the moment. And then the police have to do an investigation. Let me tell you how slow the judicial system is. The police have to do their full investigation, send the file to the DPP's office for a ruling. The DPP's office, that's the prosecution office. They will look over the material that has been submitted to them. And hopefully if the police have done a sufficiently good job, they will then um, turn around and um, send that file back to the police and say, yes, charge the person. Once they get charged, then they're off and running to court. So stay tuned. We will certainly be keeping um, an eye on these uh, cases. We will check in with the um, police. Uh, yes. Thank you so much, Kevin, for the reminder. Folks, uh, COVID Spotlight, let me remind you of a new series that we have launched. You guys can check it out in the evenings. It is um, COVID, CMR's COVID Spotlight series, where we will be uh, featuring a number of COVID topics. Listen, if you miss the one on Thursday, you miss an amazing <clears throat> treat, <clears throat> my apologies, because uh, Mr. Michael uh, Weiss, I think is his name, fantastic, really, really fantastic show. I think the, the show now has over 9,000, probably 10,000 views. Go back and check it out, folks. It is um, a fantastic show. So every Tuesday and Thursday, 
where we'll be talking to experts from around the world. They'll be joining us here on CMR. This is a um, big shout out to Kevin Watler. This is his pet project that he has been helping us with. So Tuesday's topic is going to be frontline healthcare workers um, who are highlighting their experiences. So we'll put up all the information and who's going to be joining uh, that as guests. And um, yes, then on Thursday, we're going to do COVID-19 vaccine cons and pros and clinical research with vaccine expert and pharmacists and people who are actually involved with the clinical trials. Now y'all listen up. You have been begging for these experts and saying, well, why hasn't the Cayman Islands government done it? Well, folks, we're not waiting. We're not sitting back waiting on the government to do anything around here. We try to help the government and they, you know, they're doing their best and whatever, but the government doesn't have to do everything. Kevin has connections and he knows people who know people who know people. And so we are putting on this fantastic series for you folks with some real experts, not some of the crackpots y'all got around here pretending to be experts. And, you know, to be involved in the clinical research for COVID-19, this is available to you, thankfully, through technology. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Oh, yes. Um... So, uh, yes, we will uh, be having some fantastic shows. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, set your calendar from now, set your little timer at 7 p.m. All right? Make sure you join in live because then you can ask the questions of the experts that are on the program. Okay, my good people, that's about it. I got lots of work to do today. You guys have a fantastic day. Uh, please be safe out and about on the... Uh, roadways today as you traverse through your day. And I hope to see you guys tomorrow morning. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the cold hard truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 